Glory to God. Please, let's take our 2023 confessions together before we get seated. 2023 is my year of new horizons and the full blessing. I declare that I will experience and enjoy the full blessing of the Lord. There is new wine in my cluster and there is a blessing in it. I am on the rise to my highest destiny. And no matter what the elements say, there is a lifting up for me. I am not expecting to participate in a recession, depression, regression, or any other downward turns. I lift my eyes up to the hills from whence cometh my help. I am the blessed, the healed, the favored, and the strengthened of the Lord. I am called according to his purpose. And all things work together for my good. I am declared righteous. And I am vindicated. A new day has done for me. The struggle is over forever. And the Lord is adding to me another one. Again and again and again and again. Coyote is a lion's whelp, and I am leaping from where I am today to the new horizons of my future. The Tadeshe household is satisfied with favor and full of the blessing of the Lord. We are possessing our inheritance from the west to the south and from the east to the north. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 2023 is my year of remembrance, double honor, and the open door. I am remembered and I am helped. I honor God and he honors me. Grace, 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 his divine ability within me to overcome adversity has positioned me to maximize opportunity. Mountains move. Valleys rise. I am on my way to glory land. And the ruach of God will see to it that I get there. God has my back. The promise is in view. And the covenant will deliver. Shall the prey be taken from the mighty? Or the lawful captive delivered? But thus saith the Lord, Even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away. And the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For I will contend with him that contends with you. And I will save you and your children. God has my back. The promise is in view. And the covenant will deliver. In Jesus mighty name. Amen. I serve the Lord my God with joyfulness of heart. In gratitude for the abundance of all his blessings. Therefore, I will never serve my enemy. The Lord will be good to me. And he will show me kindness and mercy. I declare by faith that this new season is a fruitful season. And it is a season of full satisfaction, joy and happiness. 2023 is my year of new horizons and the full blessing in Jesus mighty name 
Amen. Hallelujah. If you believe it, shout a living hallelujah. Come on. If you believe the word of God, shout a living hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Please find your seats and thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if you are online with us today and those of you that are here with us in person, God bless you. We're excited to have you. God is so good. He's amazing. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Um, I, uh, I don't know if the, the, the Akron praise team can redo at the end of the service. I'd like you guys to redo that I have joy song. If you can, I would really love that. Um, uh, when I finish preaching, I'm not going to preach long. So um, believe it. Amen. So it can happen. I like that line there. The towards the end of the confession that says, the Lord will be good to me. And he will show me kindness and mercy. Now, actually, if you start from the beginning of that last paragraph, he says, I serve the Lord my God with joyfulness of heart in gratitude for the abundance of all his blessings. Therefore, I will never serve my enemy. Hallelujah. I, I want us to, I want us to take that, that one again. I serve the Lord my God with joyfulness of heart in gratitude for the abundance of all his blessings. Therefore, I will never serve my enemy. Then he says, the Lord will be good to me. And he will show me kindness and mercy. Then it says, oh I love this. I declare by faith. That this new season is a fruitful season. And it is a season of full satisfaction, joy, and happiness. It is not a season of question. It is not a season of sadness. It is not a season of sorrow. It is not a season of depression. What is it? A season... Of full satisfaction, joy, and happiness. I want you to see like that. It is a season of full satisfaction, joy, and happiness. And you will be fully satisfied. You will be full of joy. And happiness. And satisfaction. The Lord will fill your cup to overflowing. And you will never serve your enemy. Somebody say, I will never serve my enemy. Say that again, I will never serve my enemy. It is an affront of the devil. And a confrontation against the word of God. A contradiction to the promise of the Lord. For you to serve your enemy. For you to bow your head where your enemy is in the room. Is a contradiction to the promise. It is not the word of God. It is not the will of God. And you have to make up your mind. That's not happening to me. 
That is not happening to me. I will never serve my enemy. I will never serve my enemy. Somebody say, I will never serve my enemy. Say it again. I will never serve my enemy. Poverty is your enemy. You will never say, I will never serve my enemy. I will never. Premature death is your enemy. Say, I will never serve my I will never serve my enemy. Sickness is your enemy. Say, I will never serve my enemy. I will never serve my enemy. Barrenness is your enemy. Say, I will never serve my enemy. I will never serve my enemy. Depression is your enemy. Sorrow is your enemy. Say, I will never serve my enemy. I will never serve my enemy. Part of, part of what the Lord wants me to do in this service today is to declare war against your enemy through your joy. Declare war against your enemy through your joy. You know, joy does not come without faith. That's why the Lord has us studying faith. Joy cannot come without faith. No matter how you try. I mean, there are ways people can get happy. You can get happy by getting drunk on alcohol. You know? You can get happy by getting drunk. You can get happy by watching a good show. There's nothing wrong with a good show. Watching sports. Many of us are happy. You know, we relieve stress sometimes by watching sports. Especially if it's the playback and you know who won and it's your team who won. It's relaxing. I generally tend to not watch the ones that are very, uh, like, like kind of just stress me. Like, I don't know who's going to win this game. I want my team to win. I'm not sure they will. And, you know, everybody's pan- I don't, I don't watch it. I just usually, I try my best not to because uh, for me, that's not relaxation. I watch sports only for relaxation. If it's not going to relax me, I will not watch. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm very competitive, but... Really, my first objective for being involved in sports is I want to be entertained and I want to be relaxed. So if my team is not going to win, I mean, I mean, if you look at my DVR, all the games I've recorded, there is none of the things on my DVR where my team ever lost. It's not possible. I mean, you will not find one. <laughs> you just won't find a game on my recorded DVR where my team lost. You will not find one. The only games I have recorded are the ones they won. And if I, by you know, I request, I have to record if I don't watch it in real time, if I'm not sure they're going to win. And if they lost, I usually go back and just delete it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to watch it again. Hallelujah. Joy is a gift from heaven for the believer. Joy is a gift from heaven. When the Son of God was born, the the angels announced joy to the world. Joy to the world. I want you to know, anything that is attacking your joy is not from God. Anything that is introducing and reintroducing memories of pain and hurt and wound and disappointment and sadness 
is not from God. It's not from God. I want to declare war against every enemy that seeks to bring sadness, sorrow, pain, depression into your life. By elevating joy today. By elevating joy. It's in the confession already. But I'm just, I'm just putting the light on that part of it today. In a very, very short, with, with just about two or three, well, three or four scriptures, I, I should say. I serve the Lord my God with joyfulness of heart. This is what he says. I serve the Lord my God with joyfulness of heart. In what? In gratitude for what? For the abundance of all his blessings. You guys already forgot the 2023 confession. Don't let the enemy take it away from you. With the same gusto that we came into 2023 with, reciting these confessions. It's the same gusto you have to go through the year. I don't remember a year when in June I was still in the services before my messages having us go through the confession. It's, it's, it's probably happened before, but maybe a long time ago. But you'll be amazed. This year I may have you go through this confession all the way till, till December. It's possible. It's possible. And even when we miss out on doing it in the services, you pull it out in your homes. Because let God be true and let what? Every man be a liar. Satan is the father of lies. He is a liar. Somebody says a liar. Somebody says a liar. And I don't buy into the lie of the enemy. Say it. I don't buy into the lie of the enemy. My God is true. My God is faithful. He's a good God. Therefore, I serve the Lord my God with joyfulness of heart. Hallelujah. The Lord will be good to me. Say this. The Lord will be good to me. And he will show me kindness and mercy. He will show me kindness and mercy. No panicking for me this year. No trouble of the soul for me this year. No bitterness of the heart for me this year. The Lord will be good to me. There is a reason he told us this. On December 31. There is a reason he told us. January 1st. There is a reason. There is a reason he told us this. On January 1st. This is not something we just concocted. Sometime as the year started. No. The Lord told us at the beginning of the year. And I know that I know Satan is unhappy about it. He doesn't want you to have that joy. He doesn't want you to be fully satisfied. He doesn't want your life to be a testimony. He doesn't want you to glorify God. He wants you to be morose and sad all the time. So that the people who know you are a believer don't want anything to do with you. Let alone point to you to say, look at what God is doing in their lives. I want that too. He doesn't want that. He wants you to become a byword. People pass you by and they don't even notice. But you will determine where your place is. I know my place. Somebody say, I know my place. My place is in the covenant. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of the covenant. I know my place. 
I know my place. My place is not determined by all the shenanigans and all the drama that Satan tries to create. That's not my place. My place is in this covenant. I know my place. My place is in this covenant. And this covenant, it comes with joy. It comes with joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We were in a party yesterday and we saw all these young people dancing and rejoicing. And it was so good to see. I was happy to see that. And I commented to, uh, um, to Pastor Tino and a couple of other people, like, um, I'm happy to see these children dancing. I'm happy to see them happy. They are not depressed. They are not looking for drugs, trying to excite themselves. Trying to, I'm happy about it. All these things, these uh, uh, dickinesses are trying to do with our children's church. I'm very happy about it. I've been waiting a long time for things like this. But I don't want to appoint people to do it. I want them to decide to do it. And we will make every resource you need available. We will believe God. We we have faith. God is big enough to supply anything that is needed. That's the way other ministries should write. This is the way the church of Christ is supposed to function. Like out of the church should arise people with dreams and with visions and desires to do good to God's people, to do good in the community. People shouldn't be appointed for everything. Let's appoint you, you are child evangelism uh, director. Let's appoint you, you are youth lady. Let's appoint you, you are women's leader. Let's appoint you, you are men. This, this, that's not how church is supposed to function. When people have a dream and they have a burden and they say, ah, we, we need to do something. We need to do something. Okay, let's do How do we? How? And they, that, then God anoints them to do it. Amen. God anoints them to do it. And then, oh, we need resources. How do we? Well, he will provide resources. He will provide resources. Hallelujah. This is the way the church is supposed to function. Hallelujah. When I saw those children yesterday, not children, they are actually young people. Many of them are college, whatever. Some of them are high school or whatever. You know, but they were, you know, you could see their happiness. I'm thinking, yeah, that's, you know, yeah, whatever. That's how young people should be. Not sad and depressed. Happy. Happy. God wants you happy. And it's not because of wine. It's not because of money that your happiness comes. It's because you have the Lord in your life. You have the Lord. The Holy Spirit is a spirit of joy. When the Holy Spirit was poured out in the beginning, the Bible said they they were acting like drunk men and women. People said they are drunk. Why? Because they were very happy. Hallelujah. Has anybody ever been drunk here before? All of you were born saints. I'm sorry, let me confess. I was drunk. I think the first one was age 10. Age 10. And I passed out on the, from my happiness. I passed out. <laughs> With all the things I had... It was at a party. My late dad was throwing that party. And I messed up that party. 
I was drunk, I was happy, and I gave them some, I gave them some evidence of my happiness. Like, you know, fruit of... <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> Hallelujah! And I did it right there in the living room. Right there where the whole party was happening. Because by that time I was already, I lost, I lost my sense. I didn't know where I was. They woke me up the following morning is when, and God is my witness, is when I knew what happened. Age 10. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I certainly would not have survived to this age without the Lord. I certainly would not have made it. <laughs> when people are drunk, you know what? They don't, they don't have consciousness of anything. Have you seen people drunk? They don't care. You are in a place where everybody should be kind. They will be loud. <laughs> everybody, shh, shh, shh. Right? Right? <laughs> they're drunk. They're drunk. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. Don't blame them. So many times when, you know, something happens, and the police say, come out, the first thing, they'll, you know, what's that thing, brother? Like, whatever that thing is called. Check, you know, whatever. Because they want to be sure. Or they tell you, walk, walk. You just send people drunk. Walk straight. When they say walk straight, they go like this. <laughs> I just say drunk people. No, that's the way they walk. Drunk people don't walk straight. They don't walk like this. Drunk people go. Oh, and, and then they are talking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're your broke, sir. <laughs> That's how drunk people are. They're not conscious. They're not aware. They don't have any self-awareness. You don't have to be drunk, but when the joy of the Lord fills you, sometimes you act drunk. When the joy of the Lord from the Holy Spirit himself fills you, you will sometimes act drunk. You know, you're not aware of self. You are not aware of... That's why you can dance in the presence of God. Have you noticed people who are drunk in the spirit? They don't care what you think about them. They are just going like that. They're just drunk. And, and the, those of you who are not... The people who are not drunk, they sit down there. They say, what is wrong with them? They are drunk. <laughs> they are drunk. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to be drunk with joy today. It doesn't just come by us saying it, by you saying hallelujah, by you saying amen, by you responding. Yes, it's good for you to do that. But, but you've, you've got to do some things. I want you to be drunk with joy through your faith. I want you to lay hold. It takes faith for you to become drunk. It takes faith. It takes faith. And what is it that produces faith? The word. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10 verse 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing, and hearing, and hearing, and hearing the word of God. The word of God. The more of the word of God you receive, the more faith rises. The more of the word of God you receive, the more faith rises. The more of the word of God you receive, the more faith rises. You hear it in, through your ears. You, you, you hear it through your eyes. You meditate it through your heart. You think about it. You, you, you dream about it. You, you hear it through the, through different uh, media. You, and the more of the word of God you have, the more of the word of God, the more faith rises. 
promises. And you know what happens? When you become so full of faith, guess what will happen? You will be full of joy. When you become full of faith, by the word of God, faith will produce joy in your life. When you become full of faith, when you become full of faith, I want you to become full of faith so you can become full of joy. Have you noticed what you say when you are not full of faith? Do you know what you say? It's very simple, very easy to tell when people are full of faith. And it's very easy to tell when people are not full of faith. When they are not full of faith, they are always talking about negative things. They are always talking about bad experiences. They are always talking about how they have questions. They are always celebrating their doubts. The things they don't understand. Have you noticed? It's an evidence you don't have faith. It's an evidence you are empty. You are running empty on faith. They are always very self-conscious when people are not full of faith. They are very, everything, they are very conscious of everything. Their minds take over and run amok. Their minds are very active. When you are not full of faith, your mind is very active. They calculate everything. They think everything. They ask everything. They process everything. They analyze everything. When you are running empty on faith, that's what happens to you. When you are full of faith, you analyze nothing. You just keep walking. When you, when you are full of faith, you don't think. I said to someone recently, don't think. If not, you will, you will sink. Don't think. If not, you will sink. It happened to Peter. He started walking. He didn't think. He started walking on the water. He didn't think about it. But as he was walking, he started thinking. How come I'm walking on water? What's going to happen with this storm? What will happen if this storm... Well, he started thinking. And then what happened when he started thinking? He started sinking. He started sinking. When you think, when you allow your mind to run amok, it shows you are not full of faith. You analyze everything. You have to plan everything. You have to try. You have to do everything. You have to, you have to organize and do everything and try to put everything, make everything work out together by yourself. And that's why you don't get results. And that's why you don't see miracles because you are not, if the Bible says faith pleases God. Faith pleases God. He said, he that come, Hebrews 11 verse 6, he that come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Faith pleases God. I want you to be full of faith in this service and after this service. I want you to be full of faith. And how will you be full of faith? I want you to be full of the word. I want you to surround yourself with the word. Hear more word. Hear more word. See more word. Challenge yourself. Listen to it in music. Listen to it in the pro- in the spoken word. Listen to it on the media. Listen to surround yourself with the word. Surround yourself with the word. Tell your mind, keep quiet, mind. Shut up, mind. Shut up, mind. Take your place. Take your place. Be silent, mind. And then let faith begin to rise within you. Let faith begin to rise. 
And one of the evidences when faith has risen within you is that you will be, you just find yourself full of joy. When you are full of worry, it shows you don't, you are not, you are empty. You are running empty on faith. When you are worrying, when you are afraid, when you are doubting, it shows faith is not working. When your mind, you have to, everything, your mind, everything tracks back to your mind. You want to analyze everything, understand everything, figure out everything. It shows you are empty on faith. And when you are empty on faith, the devil has access to get you. When you are empty on faith, the devil has access to get you. Because the Bible describes faith as the shield. The shield. What does a shield do? A shield protects you. A shield will protect your heart. A shield will protect your life. A shield will protect things that are precious to you. When you don't have that shield, every fairy dart of the devil will hit you. Some of them will hit you in the head. Some of them will hit you in the neck. Some of them will hit you in your heart. Some of them will hit you in your dreams. When you don't have the shield of faith, you are easy prey for the devil, my friends. You are easy prey. But when you lift up the shield of faith, every day, speaking nothing but the word, don't tell me anything but the word. I don't want to hear your analysis. I don't care about your story. Don't tell me all these stories. I don't want it. I want to hear the word of God. I want to hear the word. I want faith. I want faith. Don't tell me who died. Don't tell me who, who because, because they didn't do this. Who, who died? Who, who was sick because, you know, because this happened to that. I don't want to hear it. Don't tell me. Tell me faith. Tell me how God healed somebody. Tell me how the word of God changed somebody's life. That's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear all this nonsense. Because when you are full of faith, you are full of joy. And then the Bible says, the joy of the Lord will be your strength. The joy of the Lord will be your strength. When you are full of joy, you can overcome anything. When you are full of joy, you can overcome anything. Let's read a couple of verses and let's close here today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 27. Verse 20, when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. All hope was lost. All hope was lost. They were surrounded with total darkness. No star, no sun, no promise. All hope was lost. But what did Paul say in verse 22? Now I exhort you to what? Be of good cheer. He said all hope was lost. 
No sun nor stars in many days appeared. No small tempest lay upon us. All hope that we should be saved was taken away. But what did Paul say to them in verse 22? And now I exhort you to what? To be of good cheer. Did he tell them now I exhort you to become more hopeless? No sun appeared. No star appeared. Did he tell them, I, I exhort you to talk more about this darkness. It's so dark in here. It's so dark. It's so dark. I can't even see my nose. It's so dark. That's not what he said. If that's what you do when it's dark, the darkness will thicken. You think you are facing hell right now. But if that's what you do, your hell will double. Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Someone say, be of good cheer. Be full of joy. That's what he's saying. And in order to be full of joy, be full of faith. Why are you going to sit around and talk about all the negative things? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? One takes on the bed, on the side of the other side of the bed, facing the wall. Oh Lord, what are we going to do? The other one answers on the other side. Oh God, oh we are done for. What are we going to do? You are really going to be finished. You will be finished. It was all dark. There was no light. There was no sun. There was no stars. And yet, Paul said what? Be of good cheer. Hallelujah. Matthew 14. Quick, go there, quick. He was walking on the water. Jesus was. They thought they saw a ghost. In verse 24. The ship was now in the midst of the sea. Tossed with the waves. The wind was contrary. The wind was contrary. The wind was contrary. They thought they were going to die. They thought all hell was breaking loose against them. When they saw Jesus, they thought he was a ghost. You know, sometimes you can see God walking and you think he's a ghost. Fear can do a lot of things. Fear can do a lot of things. People have lost a lot of blessings in their life because of fear. Blessing was coming, but they were so focused on fear, they couldn't receive it. Here is Jesus. But how did they see Jesus? Ghost. Fear will do that to you. When you are full of fear, instead of being full of faith, God will be walking, but you won't see God. God will be moving, but you won't see God. You will interpret it as something else. Hallelujah. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled. They said, oh, it is a ghost. And they cried for what? For fear. For fear. But straight away, Jesus spoke unto them saying what? Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. Somebody say, it is I. I. Be not afraid. Be not afraid. Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Hallelujah. Why should I be of good cheer? Because Jesus has conquered the world. That's why. That's what faith is. To believe that Jesus has conquered the world. Jesus has already taken dominion. 
over everything that may want to plague you. You will never serve your enemy because Jesus has given you the upper hand over your enemy. To believe that is faith. My friends, to really believe that even when everywhere is dark around you is faith. Is faith. Is then to not keep talking about what's not good, what's not working, what's not right, but to start talking about what Jesus has done as faith. John 16, 33. I, these things are spoken unto you so that in me you might have what? Peace. In the world you have tribulation, but what? Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. So why should I be of good cheer? Because Jesus has overcome the world. In spite of what you feel, Jesus has overcome the world. In spite of what you hear, Jesus has overcome the world. Be of good cheer. Boy, be of good cheer. Let's read one last one. Hallelujah. Go to Acts 23. This same, this same Peter. Paul, he did nothing wrong. He was just defending the gospel. Somebody slapped him suddenly. He didn't do anything wrong. Acts 23. From verse 1, Paul, earnestly beholding the council, he said, men and brethren, I have lived no good conscience before God unto this day. And in verse 2, the high priest Ananias commanded that them that stood by him smite him on the mouth. Listen now. While this man is preaching the gospel, talking about what he believes, talking about what the word of God says, and talking about how he believes the word of God and he has lived the word of God in, this, in good conscience all of these years, guess what? Right there and then, multiple people started slapping him. For what? For what? For standing up for the gospel. God showed up the following night. His life was in danger. Look at it. Go down here. Look at it. There was so much confusion in verse 10. When there arose a great dissension, the chief captain, fearing lest Paul should have been pulled in pieces of them, commanded the soldiers to go down and to take him by force from among them and to bring him into the castle. That night, the Lord showed up in his vision. In verse 11, the night following, the Lord stood by him and said, what? Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. People just slapped him right, left, and center. Shake your neighbor a little bit. Shake your shake. That's not slapping. You are just shaking them. They slapped him multiple directions for standing up for the gospel. The Lord showed up in the night vision and said, what? Be of good cheer. But it gets better. Guess what? The Lord said, he said, yeah, you are facing some challenges now, but there are more challenges coming. Do you see that in your Bible? Is right there. Some of you think you have, you, you think some of the things you are dealing with, wow, whoa, this is so bad. 
No. You have not said this is the worst any human being. This is the No, it's not true. There is worse. Somebody say it may get worse before it gets better. Tell your neighbor that. Pastor, are you trying to scare her? I'm not trying to scare you. I'm, t- I'm telling you the word of God. You say, it's so bad. This is the worst thing any human being can do. It's not true. It is not true. Look at what he said to him. He said, be of good cheer, Paul. Why? For as you have testified of me in Jerusalem, amongst the saints, people in Jerusalem, you are going to go to Rome. It's worse in Rome. Somebody says it's worse in Rome. And people say, oh, this is the worst thing any human... Say, this, no, it's not. But the good news, the Lord is saying, the same way I carried you through Jerusalem, I will carry you through in Rome. The same way I delivered you from the assault in Jerusalem, I will deliver you from the assault in Rome. So be of good cheer. Jesus has overcome the world. Jesus has overcome the world. Jesus has overcome the world. No matter what. No matter what. No matter what. Be of good cheer. The word of God must be your stay every day. Get up every day. Every day. Look for that one. You don't have to read Genesis to Revelation. Find the one in there that is talking to you right now. You don't have to read all the doubt begat and this and that. You know, don't, you don't need. When you are in the midst of the fire, you need the one that is speaking to you. For I am with you and I will deliver you and I will never forsake you and I will never abandon. That's what you need. And then when you find the grind on it and eat and chew on it and hold on to it and recite it and confess it and declare it until it becomes a revelation, until you start dancing because you are full of joy, until you find yourself, you just start dancing. You just start dancing. Because you are full of joy. You are full of joy. And the reason you are full of joy is because you are full of faith. Be of good cheer. Tell your neighbor, say be of good cheer. Shout hallelujah somebody. Come on, give the Lord a praise. Amen, amen, amen. Father, we honor you. Come on, bow your heads for just a minute. Hallelujah. Go ahead, go ahead and speak the word of God upon your life. That is the source of every joy. That is the source of your faith. Speak the word of God wherever you are today. The word of God that attacks that situation. The word of God that deals with that problem. Come on. Speak it over your life right now. Whatever your expectation. The word of God that assures you that your expectation will be satisfied. Whatever your desires and your dreams, the word of God that assures you that that dream will be fulfilled, speak it over your life right now. Speak it over your life right now. Go ahead. Don't be silent. Don't be silent. Take the word of God as a weapon. Get drunk on it. Get drunk on the word. Get drunk on the word. Get drunk. Speak it over your life. Speak it over your situation. Speak it over your family. Speak it over your future. Get drunk on the word. Get drunk on the word. Oh, hallelujah. 
Oh, hallelujah. And be filled with joy. And be filled with faith. And be filled with joy. And be filled with faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead. Don't stop. Go ahead. Let's take one more minute. Speak the word of God over your life. Speak the word of God. What is written? When Jesus confronted the enemy, he said, it is written. 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 What is written about you? What has been written concerning you? It is written. It is written. It is written. Hallelujah. 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 I charge you saints. Let the word of your mouth, carrying the word of God, let it be louder than the sound of any storm you encounter. When the storm rises high, speak out louder. Speak out louder. When the trial gets more more challenging, speak out louder. Don't ever let the storm drown out your voice. And don't speak what is in your mind. Don't speak what is in your thoughts. Don't speak what is in your memory. Don't speak what somebody says. Speak what is in the word of God. If you are going through fire. Don't talk about what somebody said. What they heard happened to somebody who went through fire. Who didn't have God. If you are going through fire. Declare what the word of God says. He will never leave me nor forsake me. He will be with me when I go through the river. He will go with me when I go through the floods. He will be with me when I go through the fire. Declare the word of God. Declare the word of God. Let the word of God rise higher. Don't be indifferent to the word. Don't be cool when it comes to the word. Are you listening to me? Don't be cool. Don't be professional. When it comes to the word... Be drunk. Yes. Are you listening to me? Yes, Don't care what somebody thinks about it. Uh-huh. Don't pay attention. Don't try to be cute. Don't try to be accepted. No, no, no. Be drunk. Yes. Because what comes out of your voice will, bring your, will be your salvation. It will be your salvation. I learned this from one man of God years ago. I cannot, I cannot take credit for, for, for it. That's why I love listening. I'm a preacher. I preach for more than half of, well, no, not more than half of my life. Yeah, more than half of my life, actually. But constantly I listen to preachers. Men of God, women of God. Pastor Tino was telling me, Joyce Meyer celebrated 80. She showed me that. I didn't even realize it. Another man of God, I saw that this week I was listening to one of his messages and I found out, oh, wow, he, he, he's 80. Dr. B. Winston in um, Chicago, he's 80. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I love listening to ministers of the gospel. I just surround myself with the word. That's the secret to success. I don't, my mind is very loud. My mind can talk. You hear me preaching against the mind a lot. It's because of what I have learned from experience, from the mind. You have to overcome that mind. Because yes. yes. the mind keeps telling you 
he keeps telling you a false gospel. Your mind is receiving all these things from all around, from every, and he's soaking it in subconsciously without you even know it, knowing it. And when you are least aware, it comes right out. You find yourself saying things. You wonder, how did I, where did I get that? Why am I saying stuff like this? I, me, of all people, should not be saying stuff like what it happens. The reason is because your mind soaked it up. It's like a sponge. But when you surround yourself with the word of God, the word will be attacking all those things coming. The word will be attacking it. As those negative things are trying to come, the world will fight it. No, no, I am the redeemed of the Lord. No, no, no. That is not the word. I refuse, I reject, I cancel that. I learned this, I learned this from a man of God years ago. I can, I'm telling you, I can, it, it literally changed my life. I cannot take credit for it. Because I never realized the power of that thing. All of us deal with all these mind things. things. You know, thoughts just come. And many of these thoughts have something to do with your future. They have a lot to do with, you know, where you are going and your survival and your, the preservation of your life and all of that. And this man of God said, he was talking about that scripture in Isaiah 54, where he said, no weapon fashioned against you will prosper. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment you will condemn. Up until that man of God shared this revelation, I didn't know it. I knew the revelation in that scripture, but I did not know this part of it. And I heard it. One word from God can change your life forever. When he said it, I caught it and it has changed my life forever. He said this. When contradictory thoughts come from your mind or from somewhere where you don't even know it was there, you can be flying, a thought can come. You can, you can, this, this plane, this plane, this plane can go down. You know that? You can be driving, a thought can come. You, you can have a crash right now. You know, you just passed a crash. You can crash. A thought can come. A sickness may attack your body. You think you are feeling good right now. You are healthy. But a sickness can actually attack you. A, a what do they call that? Terminal illness. And you may not recover from I mean, these crazy thoughts come, Right? Am I the only one who has experienced this kind of craziness? Am I the most, the most unspiritual person? <laughs> I know every human being deals with this. Because this thought is in the realm of the thoughts. It's there. Whether you know it or not, it just comes. This will happen to your ch- child. Or that would that, that happen to you. These thoughts come. I heard this man of God say that he changed my life forever. I became proficient at it. So sometimes if you see me and I'm walking and I'm talking to myself, you know what's going on. He said, he said in this revelation, the way that weapon that is fashioned against you is destroyed is you must open your mouth and judge it immediately. You must open your mouth. When he says no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper and every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you condemn. This is your heritage. You are the servant of the Lord. Your righteousness is of him. He says that the way you make sure that weapon fashioned against you does not prosper is immediate. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait two hours. Immediately open your mouth and judge it. Condemn it and say, no, that is not in my future. 
No, that will never happen to me. That will never. You are in a plane. They say, I mean, it happens all the time. I was in a plane on Friday, flying. And he had some little turbulence or whatever. And this plane was full to the brim. And this stupid thought, you know, came from nowhere. You know, this is how planes crash. I say, in the name of Jesus, I condemn you. I shut you. Don't laugh about it. It's not funny. And those thoughts come. You are going to be broke. You will not have enough resources to fulfill. Don't let it sit. Get up in me. Open your mouth. Don't be cute. Don't be professional. No matter who is around you. I guarantee you that is one of the ways the Lord has helped me. Destroy weapons fashioned against me. I can't tell you symptoms of sickness that I've tried to take hold of my body. And with Every one of those situations, actually, the Lord has added more health to me. I've come out of, and this is the practice. Every time, some of the, some of the stupid thoughts. I, you know, I think years ago I talked about this shoulder thing. It was just out of nowhere, this shoulder. You know, just, just unbearable pain. I tried all sorts of put all sorts of that. All unbearable pain. I started hearing the devil. That shoulder, you know, shoulders can kill people. Your shoulder can kill you. Don't laugh about it. It's not funny. When he whispers something to your children, you know your children can die. A car can run over your child. Don't laugh. Don't say, oh, that's an interest. Don't laugh about it. Don't stop it. Just say, in the name of Jesus, that is not in my future. That weapon will never prosper. You know, you can go broke. Immediately stop it right there. In the name of Jesus, that weapon will not prosper. It will not prosper. Where the Lord prospers us. I'm telling you, the word of God works. When you do it, I've said it how long now? I've said, I've told Pastor Tina and whoever else I may have talked to about my shoulder. I don't even remember when last I felt pain. I, I don't even remember. There is no, where is the pain? There's no medication. It wasn't medication. Nothing wrong. I have nothing. Well, you know, I'm associated with many medical people. I love them. And I, I, do, I have a doctor, so it's not. But I'm trying to tell you, is the word of God first. When you commit strongly to the word of God, my friends, it will change your life. I don't want to preach another message, another sermon. Whether it's finances, whether it's your health, whether it's your protection, any area of your, attack it with the word. And be firm. All these silly thoughts, you know, silly things that drag on you and take your joy away. You look at circumstances going around you and you just find yourself, you're getting sorrowful, you're getting depressed because you don't know, and you, you just stop it right there. Say, stop! The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my, I'm full of the spirit of joy. And immediately, get the word, get the word, and fill yourself with the word. Don't let the devil, don't let him play all these silly games. Oh, did you hear somebody was doing that three years ago and they died? 
in the, in the name of Jesus, I cancel that it's not in my future. It's not. I mean, for years, for years, I practiced this thing when it came to finances and provision. For years, I'd be staring lack, lack in the face, lack in the ministry, lack in the family, lack in my personal life, lack everywhere. Lack. Lack was my middle name. I will attack it with the word of God. His El Shaddai, he supplies all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I'm the blessed of the Lord. All my needs are met. I have no need. Hallelujah. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in grace. I can stay here all day now and be quoting all these scriptures. We've got our practice for years and years. And I'm, I was not professional about it. My friends, you will win. You cannot lose, you will win. Put the word of God center, please. No matter what comes. Take what I said to you. That last scripture I shared to you. Paul Paul thought, this is the word. Have you heard people say, this is the worst that any human being can experience? It is not true. People have experienced worse. And in your situation, sometimes it may actually get worse before it gets worse. Sometimes it may. It's not a lack of faith. Sometimes the challenges just pile up. It is your ability to overcome it. To stand your ground and keep declaring the word and keep on moving. Don't think too much. Don't think. Don't analyze. You heard that message. Don't think too much. If you think, you will sink. Just keep on walking. Every day, get up, stand. Do whatever is available, whatever is possible. Be diligent. Do everything possible. Keep on walking. Don't think. Don't think too much. Don't think too much. Keep on walking. Surround yourself with the word of God. You will make it. It it truly may get worse sometimes. It truly sometimes. I mean, those three Hebrew boys, when they first told them, ah, this king is going to throw you in the fire. If you don't, you you heard this scripture, right? If you don't bow, he may throw you in the fire. He said, no, he, he can't. He will not throw us in the fire. They stood. It was getting bad. Suddenly they told the king, the king called them. He said, is it true what they said? That you will truly not bow? And they said, yeah, oh king, we are not careful. They said, truly, this man, because he loves us. He won't trust in this fight. He got worse. The king said, if you don't bow right now, I love you, but if you don't bow now, your behind is going in that fire. He said, well, surely he won't throw us in that fire. Surely the Lord. The king said, okay, you won't do it. All right, wrap them up. Even the people who threw them up, they burnt. The people who threw them in that, they burnt. It got worse. It got worse. But get what? In the middle of the fire. In the... <laughs> right in the middle of the fire. He's a God that shows up in the midnight hour. I'm not even preaching to you a script sermon right now. I'm just preaching out of my spirit to you. Right in the middle of that fire. He showed up. He will show up for you. He will show up for you. Shout hallelujah. Glory to God.